Chapter Four of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume Two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Mysteries of Paris by Eugène Sue. Chapter Four, The Ambuscade. The church and parsonage of Bouqueval were placed on the side of a hill covered with chestnut trees and commanded an entire view of the village. Fleur de Marie and the abbe reached a winding path which led to the clergyman's home, crossing the sunken road by which the hill was intersected diagonally the chouette the schoolmaster and tortillard concealed in one of the hollows of the road saw the priest and fleur-de-marie descend into the ravine and leave it again by a steep declivity the features of the young girl being hidden under the hood of her cloak the chouette did not recognize her old victim silence my old boy said the old harridan to the schoolmaster the young mo and the black slug are just crossing the path i know her by the description which the tall man in black gave us a country appearance neither tall nor short a petticoat shot with brown and a woollen mantle with a black border she walks every day with a devil dodger to his crib and returns alone when she come back which she will do presently by the end of the road we must spring upon her and carry her off to the coach if she cries for help replied the schoolmaster they will hear her at the farm if as you say the outbuildings are visible from here for you you can see he added in a sullen tone oh yes we can see the buildings from here quite plainly said tortillard it is only a minute ago that i climbed to the top of the bank and lying down on my belly i could hear a carter who was talking to his horses in the yard there i'll tell you then what we must do said the schoolmaster after a moment's silence let tortillard have the watch at the entrance to the path when he sees the young girl returning let him go and meet her saying that he is the son of a poor old woman who has hurt herself by falling down the hollow road and beg the girl to come to her assistance i'm up to you fourline the poor old woman is your darling chouette you're wide awake my man you are always the king of the downy ones Teta. what must i do afterwards conceal yourself in the hollow way on the side where barbillon is waiting with the coach i will be at hand when tortillard has brought the wench to you in the middle of the ravine leave off whimpering and spring upon her put one molly round her squeeze and the other into her patter-box and grab her red rag to prevent her from squeaking i know i know fourline as we did with the woman at the canal of st martin when we gave her cold water for supper drowned her after having prigged her negress the parcel wrapped in black oilskin which she had under her arm the same dodge isn't it yes precisely but mind grab the girl tight whilst tortillard comes and fetches me we three will then bundle her up in my cloak carry her to barbillon's coach from thence to the plain of st denis where the man in black will await us that's the way to do business my fourline you are without an equal if i could i would let off a firework on your head and illuminate you with the colours of st charlot the patron of scragsmen do you see you urchin if you would be an out-and-outer make my husband your model said the chouette boastingly to tortillard then addressing the schoolmaster by the way do you know that barbillon is in an awful funk fright he thinks that he shall be had up before the beaks on a swinging matter why the other day returning from mother marshall's the widow of the man who was scragged 
and who keeps the boozing ken in the Ile du Ravageur, Barbillon, the Gros Boiteux, and the skeleton had a row with the husband of the milkwoman who comes every morning from the country in a little cart drawn by a donkey to sell her milk in the cite at the corner of the rue de la vieille draperie close to the ogresses of the white rabbit and they walked into him with their slashers killed him with their knives the son of bras rouge who did not understand slang listened to the chouette with a sort of disappointed curiosity you would like to know little man what we are saying wouldn't you yes you were talking of mother marshall who is at the ile du ravageur near asnières i know her very well and her daughter calebasse and françois and amandine who are about as old as i am and who are made to bear everybody's snubs and thumps in the house but when you talked of walking into butter any one that's slang i know it is and if you're a very good chap i'll teach you to patterflash you're just the age when it may be very useful to you would you like to learn my precious lambkin i rather think i should too and no mistake and i would rather live with you than with my old cheat of a mountbank pounding his drugs if i knew where he hides his rat poison for men i'd put some in his soup and then that would settle the quarrel between us the chouette laughed heartily and said to tortillard drawing him towards her come chick and kiss his mammy what a droll boy it is a darling but my mannikin how didst thou know that he had rat poison for men why cause i heard him say so one day when i was hid in the cupboard in the room where he keeps his bottles his brass machines and where he mixes his stuffs together what did you hear him say asked the chouette i heard him say to a gentleman that he gave a powder to in a paper when you are tired of life take this in three doses and you will sleep without sickness or sorrow who was the gentleman asked the schoolmaster oh a very handsome gentleman with black moustachios and a face as pretty as a girl's he came another time and then when he left i followed him by monsieur bradamanti's order to find out where he perched the fine gentleman went into the rue du chaillot and entered a very grand house my master said to me no matter where this gentleman goes follow and wait for him at the door if he comes out again still keep your eye on him until he does not come out of the place where he enters and that will prove that he lives there then tortillard my boy twist tortille yourself about to find out his name or i will twist your ears in a way that will astonish you well well i did twist myself about and found out his name how did you manage it inquired the schoolmaster why so i'm not a fool so i went to the porter at the house in the rue de chaillot where this gentleman had gone in and not come out again the porter had his hair finely powdered with a fine brown coat with a yellow collar trimmed with silver so i says to him good gentleman i have come to ask for a hundred sous which the gentleman of the house has promised me for having pound his dog and brought it back to him a little black dog called trumpet and the gentleman with dark features with black moustachios a white riding-coat and light blue pantaloons told me he lived at number eleven rue de chaillot and that his name was dupont the gentleman you're talking of is my master and his name is the viscount de saint-remy and we have no dog here but yourself you young scamp so cut your stick or i'll make you remember coming here and trying to do me out of a hundred sous says the porter to me and he gave me a kick as he said it 
but i didn't mind that added tortillard most philosophically for i found out the name of the handsome young gentleman with black mustachios who came to my master's to buy the rat poison for men who are tired of living he is called the viscount de saint-remy my my saint-remy added the son of bras rouge humming the last words as was his usual habit clever little darling i could eat him up alive said the chouette embracing tortillard never was such a knowing fellow he deserves that i should be his mother the dear rascal does and the hag embraced tortillard with an absurd affectation the son of bras rouge touched by this proof of affection and desirous of showing his gratitude eagerly answered only you tell me what to do and you shall see how i'll do it will you though well then you shan't repent doing so oh i should like always to stay with you if you behave well we may see about that you shan't leave us if you are a good boy yes said the schoolmaster you shall lead me about like a poor blind man and say you are my son we will get into houses in this way and then ten thousand slaughters added the assassin with enthusiasm the chouette will assist us in making lucky hits i will then teach that devil of a rodolphe who blinded me that i am not quite done for he took away my eyesight but he could not did not remove my bent for mischief i would be the head tortillard the eyes and you the hand eh chouette you will help me in this won't you am i not with you to gallows and rope fourline didn't i when i left the hospital and learnt that you had sent the yokel from saint mandé to ask for me at the ogress's didn't i run to you at the village directly telling those chaw-bacons of labourers that i was your rib these words of the one-eyed's reminded the schoolmaster of an unpleasant affair and altering his tone and language with the chouette he said in a surly tone yes i was getting tired of being all by myself with these honest people after a month i could not stand it any longer i was frightened so then i thought of trying to find you out and a nice thing i did for myself he added in a tone of increasing anger for the day after you arrived i was robbed of the rest of the money which that devil in the alley des veuves had given me yes some one stole my belt full of gold whilst i was asleep it was only you who could have done it and so now i am at your mercy whenever i think of it i can hardly restrain myself from killing you on the spot you cursed old robber you and he stepped towards the old woman look out for yourself if you try to do any harm to the chouette cried tortillard i will smash you both you and she base vipers as you are cried the ruffian enraged and hearing the boy mumbling near him he aimed at him so violent a blow with his fist as must have killed him if it had struck him tortillard as much to revenge himself as the chouette picked up a stone took aim and struck the schoolmaster on the forehead the blow was not dangerous but very painful the brigand grew furious with passion raging like a wounded bull and rushing forward swiftly and at random stumbled <laughs> what break your own back shouted the chouette laughing till she cried despite the bloody ties which bound her to this monster she saw how entirely and with a sort of savage delight this man formerly so dreaded and so proud of his giant strength was reduced to impotence the old wretch by these feelings 
justified that cold-blooded idea of la rochefoucauld's that there is something in the misfortunes of our best friends which does not displease us the disgusting brat with his tawny cheeks and weasel face enjoyed and participated in the mirth of the one-eyed hag the schoolmaster tripped again and the urchin exclaimed open your peepers old fellow look about you you are going the wrong way what capers you are cutting can't you see your way why don't you wipe your eyeglasses unable to seize on the boy the athletic murderer stopped struck his foot violently on the ground put his enormous and hairy fists to his eyes and then uttered a sound which resembled the hoarse scream of a muzzled tiger got a bad cough i'm afraid old chap said bras rouge's brat your horse i'm afraid i have some capital licorice which a gendarme gave me perhaps you'd like to try it and taking up a handful of sand he threw it in the face of the ruffian struck full in his countenance by this shower of gravel the schoolmaster suffered still more severely by this last attack than by the blow from the stone become pale in spite of his livid and cicatrized features he extended his two arms suddenly in the form of a cross in a moment of inexpressible agony and despair and raising his frightful face to heaven he cried in a voice of deep suffering mon dieu mon dieu mon dieu this involuntary appeal to divine mercy by a man stained by every crime a bandit in whose presence but very recently the most resolute of his fellows trembled appeared like an interposition of providence ha 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 said the chouette in a mocking tone look at the thief making the crucifix you mistake your road my man it is the old one you should call to your help a knife oh for a knife to kill myself a knife since all the world abandons me shrieked the wretch gnawing his fists for very agony and rage a knife there's one in your pocket cut-throat and with an edge too the little old man in the rue du roule you know one moonlight night and the cattle-dealer in the poissy road could tell the moles all about it but if you want it it's here the schoolmaster when thus instructed changed the conversation and replied in a surly and threatening tone the chourineur was true he did not rob but had pity on me why did you say that i had prigged your blunt inquired the chouette hardly able to restrain her laughter it was only you who came into my room said the miscreant i was robbed on the night of your arrival and who else could i suspect those country people could not have done such a thing why should not country people steal as well as other folks is it because they drink milk and gather grass for their rabbits i don't know i only know i'm robbed and is that the fault of your own chouette what suspect me do you think if i had got your belt that i should stay any longer with you what a fool you are why if i had chosen to pouch your blunt i could of course but as true as i'm chouette you would have seen me again when the pewter was spent for i like you as well now with your eyes white as i did you rogue you come be decent and leave off grinding your snags in that way or you'll break em it's just as if he was a cracking nuts said tortillard <laughs> what a droll baby it is but quiet now quiet my man of men let him laugh it is but an infant you must own you have been unfair 
for when the tall man in mourning who looks like a mute at a funeral said to me a thousand francs are yours if you carry off this young girl from the farm at bouqueval and bring her to the spot in the plain of st denis that i shall tell you say cut-throat didn't i directly tell you of the affair and agree to share with you instead of choosing some pal with his eyesight clear why it's like making you a handsome present for doing nothing for unless to bundle up the girl and carry her with tortillard's assistance you would be of no more use to me than the fifth wheel to an omnibus but never mind for although i could have robbed you if i would i like on the contrary to do you service i should wish you to owe everything to your darling chouette that's my way that is we must give two hundred bob to barbillon for driving the coach and coming once before with the servant of the tall man in mourning to look about the place and determine where we should hide ourselves whilst we waited for the young miss and then we shall have eight hundred bob between us what do you say to that old boy what still angry with your old woman how do i know that you will give me a mag when once the thing's done why i said the ruffian in a tone of gloomy distrust why if i like i need not give you a dump that's true enough for you are on my gridiron my lad as i once had the goualeuse and so i will broil you to my own taste till the old one gets the cooking of my darling ha <laughs> ha what still sulky with your chouette added the horrible woman patting the shoulder of the ruffian who stood mute and motionless you are right said he with a sigh of concentrated rage it is my fate mine mine at the mercy of a woman and child whom but lately i could have killed with a blow oh if i were not afraid of dying said he falling back against the bank what a coward you you a coward said the chouette contemptuously why you'll be talking next of your conscience what a precious farce well if you haven't more pluck than that i'll cut and leave you and that i cannot have my revenge of the man who in thus making a martyr of me has reduced me to the wretched situation in which i am screamed the schoolmaster in a renewal of fury i am afraid of death yes i own it i am afraid but if i were told this man rodolph is between your arms your two arms and now you shall both be flung into a pit i would say throw us then at once yes for then i should be safe not to relax my clutch till we both reach the bottom together i would fix my teeth in his face his throat his heart i would tear him to pieces with my teeth yes my teeth for i should be jealous of a knife bravo fourline now you are my own dear love again calm yourself we will find him again that wretch of a rodolph and the chourineur too come pluck up old man we will yet work our will on them both i say it on both well then you will not forsake me cried the brigand to the chouette in a subdued tone mingled however with distrust if you do leave me what will become of me that's true i say fourline what a joke if tortillard and i were to mizzle with the drag and leave you where you are in the middle of the fields and the night air begins to nip very sharp 
i say it would be a joke old cutpurse wouldn't it at this threat the schoolmaster shuddered and coming towards the chouette said tremulously no no you wouldn't do that chouette nor you tortillard it would be too bad wouldn't it ha 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 too bad says he the gentle dear and the little old man in the rue du roule and the cattle dealer and the woman in saint martin's canal and the gentleman in the allée des veuves they found you nice and amiable i don't think didn't they with your larding pin why then in your turn shouldn't you be left to such tender mercy as you have showed i'm in your power don't abuse it said the schoolmaster come come i confess i was wrong to suspect you i was wrong to try and thump tortillard and you see i beg pardon and of you too tortillard yes i ask pardon of both i will have to ask pardon on your knees for having tried to beat the chouette said tortillard you rum little beggar how funny you are said the chouette laughing loudly but i should like to see what a guy you will make of yourself so on your knees as if you were pattering love to your old darling come do it directly or we will leave you and i tell you that in half an hour it will be quite dark though you don't look as if you thought so old no-eyes night or day what's that to him said tortillard saucily the gentleman always has his shutters closed then here on my knees i humbly ask your pardon chouette and yours also tortillard will not that content you said the robber kneeling in the middle of the highway and now will you leave me this strange group enclosed by the embankment of the ravine and lighted by the red glimmer of the twilight was hideous to behold in the middle of the road the schoolmaster on his knees extended his large and coarse hands towards the one-eyed hag his thick and matted hair which his fright had dishevelled left exposed his motionless rigid glassy dead eyeballs the very glance of a corpse stooping deprecatingly his broad-spread shoulders this hercules kneels abjectly and trembles at the feet of an old woman and a child the old hag herself wrapped in a red-checked shawl her head covered with an old cap of black lace which allowed some locks of her grizzled hair to escape looked down with an air of haughty contempt and domineering pride on the schoolmaster the bony scorched shrivelled and livid countenance of the parrot-nosed old harridan expressed a savage and insulting joy her small but fierce eye glistened like a burning coal a sinister expression curled her lips shaded with long straight hairs and revealed three or four large yellow and decayed fangs tortillard clothed in a blouse with a leathern belt standing on one leg leaned on the chouette's arm to keep himself upright the bad expression and cunning look of this deformed imp with a complexion as sallow as his hair betokened at this moment his disposition half fiend half monkey the shadow cast from the declivity of the ravine increased the horrid tout ensemble of the scene which the increasing darkness half hid promise me oh promise me at least not to forsake me repeated the schoolmaster frightened by the silence of the chouette and tortillard who were enjoying his dismay are you not here added the murderer leaning forward to listen and advancing his arms mechanically yes my man we are here don't be frightened forsake you leave my love 
the man of my heart no i'd sooner be scragged once for all i will tell you why i will not forsake you listen and profit i have always liked to have some one in my grip beast or christian before i had pigriotte oh that the old one would return her to my clutch for i have still my idea of scaling off her beauty with my bottle of vitriol before pegriotte's turn i had a brat who froze to death under my care for that little job i got six years in the stone jug then i used to have little birds which i used to tame and then pluck em alive ha ha but that was troublesome work for they did not last long when i left the jug the goualeuse came to hand but the little brat ran away before i had half my fun out of her carcass well then i had a dog who had his little troubles as well as she had and i cut off one of his hind feet and one of his fore feet and you never saw such a rum beggar as i made of him i almost burst my sides with laughing at him i must serve a dog i know of who bit me one day in the same way said the promising master tortillard when i fell in again with you my darling continued the chouette i was trying what i could do that was miserable with a cat well now at this moment you old boy shall be my cat my dog my bird my pigriotte you shall be anything to worry bete de souffrance do you understand my love instead of having a bird or a child to make miserable i shall have as it were a wolf or a tiger i think that's rather a bright idea isn't it hag devil cried the schoolmaster rising in a desperate rage what my pet angry with his darling old dearie well if it must be so it must have your own way you have a right to it good night blind sheep the field gate is wide open so walk alone mr no eyes and if you toddle straight you'll reach the right road somehow said tortillard laughing heartily oh that i could die 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 said the schoolmaster writhing and twisting his arms about in agony at this moment tortillard stooping to the ground exclaimed in a low voice i hear footsteps in the path let us hide it is not the young miss for they come the same way as she did on the instant a stout peasant girl in the prime of youth followed by a large shepherd's dog carrying on her head an open basket appeared and followed the same path which the priest and the goualeuse had taken we will rejoin the two latter leaving the three accomplices concealed in the hollow of the path End of chapter four read by celine major